When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They got one goal from Barbashev on their five-minute power play. Carrier scored his first of the playoffs, but a minute 13 after that. So Marcia Show had the earlier goal. Ottinger has been pulled. Wedgwood is in. 12-22 left in the first period. Vegas 3, Dallas nothing as they try to go up 3-0 in the series. Blue Jays crushing Tampa Bay tonight. It's 10-1. In the top of the seventh, Celtics and Heat in the NBA. They're a minute in. It's 3-3 as the Heat try to uh, upset yet another team and advance to the NBA Finals. We'll keep you posted on those games. Elks lost 29-24 in Calgary yesterday, a game delayed by smoke and rain and lightning at different parts of the afternoon. Saturday versus Winnipeg at Commonwealth Stadium, 12.30 for the countdown to kickoff game at 2 right here on 6.30. Chat 780-496-0063 if uh, you want to get in touch as uh, we will talk a little bit of uh, hockey and football and look more into the Arizona Coyotes situation as we go along. Ken Holland, the GM and President of Hockey Operations with the uh, Edmonton Oilers, was on Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer earlier today. We'll get to some key clips from... Uh, that conversation as we move along. Craig Conroy is now the general manager of the Calgary Flames. Says uh, that was sort of expected that that was going to happen, and uh, that's another big story going on in the world. There's going to be some names here moving around. Where's Kyle Dubas going to go? Where's Brad Trail even going to go? A lot of things to follow. All right, we're going to dive into it here with our weekly guest on Inside Sports. He is presented, as always, by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Head to sentinelstorage.ca. Former NHL goaltender, now a broadcaster with the NHL on Rogers. It is Kelly Rudy checking in. Kelly, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, Reed, and yourself? Well, I am doing very well. Great to have you on the show. We have a lot to talk about. You, you want to you have a little fun with me here? Do something a little different? 100%. Let's <laughs> yeah. do it. You're open-minded? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Kelly, I, I, I want to I take you back to a time in your life. So in middle of June, say it's, you know, June 15th, 16th or whatever, uh, 1993. So a few days prior, uh, your LA Kings would have uh, been defeated four games to one in the Stanley Cup final against the Montreal Canadiens. All right. So I don't know where you would have been. Say, say you're, you know, you're winding down a bit after the season. Maybe you're having a, a coffee or a glass of wine somewhere. And and I walk into whatever establishment you're in, you know, 30 years ago. Yeah. And I come up to you and, and I say, hey, Kelly, my name's Reed. Um, this might sound a little odd, but I've traveled back in time from the year 2023. Okay. okay. And let's say you you believe that. You're willing to accept I, I'm, a, okay. I'm a time traveler and I've come to, to gotcha. see Kelly Rudy. Okay. Yeah. And I say to you, you know, Kelly, it's interesting. Um, you know, you guys just lost to Montreal. 
And uh, where I where I'm from, this is the last time the a Canadian team has won the Stanley Cup. And you're about to say something, and then I say, "Hold on, Kelly. Okay. There's also an NHL team in Las Vegas, and there's also an NHL team that plays its home games in a 5,000 seat arena. Which <laughs> of those three things would have you found the hardest to believe? The 5,000 seat arena for sure. <laughs> really? Okay. Vegas, Vegas, I would not have been surprised with. I mean, back in 93, you you would remember, Reed, that I think two years before that, we played in the parking lot at Caesars Palace, an outdoor game in September versus the New York Rangers. So that was the first seeds of a NHL team in, in Vegas. And so I was uh, a part of that. Now, I'm going to go on a storytelling session with you now that you brought up uh, June 15th or so of 93 and I had as you mentioned we had lost uh, before that uh, and I had moved on rather quickly although losing in the finals stung it still sits with me today and it's an unpleasant memory of my hockey playing days but I had moved on because you probably don't know this Reed how would you my wife and I that summer had rented a motor home from Edmonton. And so we were planning, we may have already been back in Alberta uh, with our young family. We had all three children at that point, And uh, we were planning a trip from Edmonton uh, to Jas Jasper and Lake Louise and Banff sort of to relive my youth, my experience as a kid where my mom and dad would take my brother Ken and I to Jasper and Banff on our holidays in the summer in this little camper that we had. And I wanted to sort of recreate that uh, that family holiday. And it was the seeds again of, uh, of giving a gift to our three daughters that they love the Canadian Rockies as much as my wife and I do. So that's a really pleasant story. You, uh, you got me down that road, Reed. And uh, man, that's, you know, but Vegas, no problem seeing that for sure. Okay, and I guess no Canadian team winning the cup. Unlikely, but not unbelievable, maybe 30 not years ago. I don't know. Because it's just so hard, right? Yeah. yeah. At that point, I knew how hard it was. So I, it, it's not a guarantee that there's a Canadian team ever in the finals again or going to win a cup. Yeah. Well, in that scenario I described, though, I see myself as being played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, kind of Terminator <laughs> style, like I got the leather jacket on and uh, Kelly, get in the car, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> I like it. Well, I probably would have gotten up from the table and ran away if that's what you looked like when you came up to me. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for indulging me. And I didn't know you had that. Uh, so what, did the RV story, did, did, did the RV reality live up to what you planned once you did it with the family? <laughs> okay, it didn't. And uh, I hope the dealer isn't listening, but okay. the place we it from we had rented i think a fairly large camper for the five of us something like uh this rv was going to be like 30 feet or maybe even larger uh it was going to have a generator and you know so we'd be self-sufficient and i knew how to camp back then and so on so we go to the day to pick it up and uh he looks at me i i see the the guy that i had been dealing with and he looks at me and he's got this his face goes white he goes oh my gosh I totally forgot. I, I set that one out like a couple days ago. So we had to jam in this small one. I, I don't even remember the size, so I'm not even going to guess. But the the window, 
uh, beside the bed where Dawn and I slept. I slept beside the window because she had to get up for uh, Caitlin because Caitlin was only a few months old at the time in the night. And the window leaked. And in June in the Canadian Rockies, Reed, you know, it's very rainy. And so I would get wet every single night. The bed would get wet on my side. And furthermore, the... It, it was like a five and a half foot long bed and I'm not quite six feet. And so I couldn't quite stretch my legs. So the trip and you know, looking back was amazing, but the campers certainly fell short. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing that. That is awesome stuff. <laughs> Kelly Rudy joining us tonight on inside sports as we are going through the conference finals here. I, I got to talk goaltending with you. And I was, I was watching Carolina and Florida last night and I was thinking to myself, good luck getting one past Bobrovsky. I, I mean, I know I'm watching TV, and I know I've seen other great goaltending performances, including from you, you know, and specifically in 93, like we were talking about. But, man, oh, man, I, I'm just thinking, how how is how are they going to score on this guy? He's playing so well right now. He is, and, um, you know, I have to give his teammates a lot of credit as well. I know he did last night after the game also, which you'd expect, but he's just as dialed in as I've ever seen him. And remember, he's won two Vezina trophies, which is an important trophy because, in my opinion, it's one of the hardest to win because it's voted upon by general managers. So, you know, if you're going to get the general managers to tell everybody that you're the best in your position, that's quite uh, high praise. But uh, I just don't see them beating him with a regular shot. It, there's going to have to be traffic. There's going to have to be uh, a deflection. There's going to have to be the defense of Carolina joining the rush, uh, making it uh, very difficult for Florida to, to contain them because otherwise he's just seeing everything. By the way, we should give Freddie Anderson some credit because, you know, Freddie Anderson's goals against average is half a goal lower per game and a save percentage is higher than Bobrovsky. So that's how heartbreaking this game can be and how cruel it can be from time to time. Uh, what were you thinking during the long overtime game as a guy who played in one yourself? I was starting to see some mistakes. I I didn't expect it was going to go to that length, but, uh, you know, it was interesting because I remember uh, when I had my long overtime game, the quadruple uh, overtime in 87, you start to make some mental mistakes. And for me, it was playing the puck. I wasn't all that sharp in the second, third, and fourth overtime playing the puck. And I thought I saw some signs between both goaltenders, some of those things. So it's some of the little things that stand out to me, things that maybe other people wouldn't recognize. Okay. And uh, let's touch on news with uh, the other team in Alberta. We've talked a lot of Oilers, obviously, the last few weeks, but uh, Calgary, and side note for them, like it's funny how this works, right? Calgary had a one point more than Florida in the regular season. And right. their season was considered a disaster, and Florida might win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> but, uh, but Craig Conroy takes over as the uh, GM of the Calgary Flames. Just a solid human being. And if you're going to root for somebody, uh, that's an easy guy to like. He and his uh, wife, Jesse, are tremendous people. Uh, we're lucky to have him in the city of Calgary. He's going to do a great job. He's got his hands full. He's got quite the job. He has seven UFAs coming up at some point, and uh, he's going to have to somehow convince Elias Lindholm to come back because uh, most people in Alberta, whether you're an Oilers fan or a Flames fan, you recognize that Lindholm is a world-class player 
and uh, the previous coach had soured his uh, experience in Calgary. And so hopefully as a Calgary Flames broadcaster, Conroy is able to repair that damage and get uh, Lindholm to want to come back and sign a long-term deal. And, and then their roster's got to get younger. Um, and so he's got some challenges. But the other thing is they've hired some good people around him. Dave Nonis is a really good hockey guy. Don Maloney has been there for a number of years. He's got that general manager's experience. So I think all in all, this is a really solid hiring. Kelly, appreciate your perspective. Uh, I know you're going to be uh, busy again tonight and through the end of the Stanley Cup Finals, but I guess we can say you'll be back. <laughs> I love it. Thanks. Thanks, Reed. Have a great night. Enjoy the hockey tonight. All right. Thank you very much, Kelly. Love having uh, Kelly Rudy on the show. Man, I did not know that RV trip story. That was exciting yet disappointing. <laughs> it turned out for him and his family 30 years ago. Kelly presented by Sentinel Storage Shop Canadian Store Canadian head to sentinelstorage.ca you can uh, let me know your best road trip stories at 7804960063 if you have one <laughs> That was incredible. Uh, here's Kelly. We, we got some canned ham T-shirts kicking around. Uh, the, hand, the cans are kicking. Yes. We got uh, Elite Promotional Marketing made us some Inside Sports canned ham T-shirts. So we're going to be giving some away whenever we want, however we want. We're going to do trivia here. So we'll queue up some callers at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three for a coveted canned ham T-shirt. Here is your question, Kelly Rudy. I we didn't get into a lot of detail. I said you had a long overtime game. Kelly played in a game referred to as the Easter Epic. Who were the two teams going against each other in the NHL's Easter Epic? 780-496-0063. Back in a couple minutes. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chan Inside Sports. That is indeed the name of the program, and we got the Inside Sports Canned Ham T-shirt up for grabs here. 780-496-0063. We will go to Blair. Blair, what two teams played in the NHL's Easter Epic? Islanders. Capitals. Islanders Capitals is correct. Did you watch that game, Blair? Uh, yeah, of course. Did you watch the uh, four overtime game between the Panthers and the Hurricanes last week? No, I fell asleep. I can't stay up late. I hear you. Uh, who's your favorite team? Do you have one? Uh, obviously, the Oilers. How do you feel about everything after it ended against Vegas? Oh, it's pretty melancholy for a few days there. Are you doing better now? Much better. Now, are you hoping Vegas does well, or do you want to see them crash and burn? I want them out, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, Blair, I appreciate you listening to the show. You have uh, won a coveted canned ham T-shirt. Kellen's uh, going to talk to you off here to get your size and let you know how to pick it up. Hey, thanks for wanting a shirt, eh? That's pretty cool. All right, thank you very much. Okay, that is Blair. Yes, the Easter Epic in the National Hockey League. Patrick Division semifinals. If you remember the Patrick Division, give yourself a pat on the back. I guess it wasn't that long ago for some of us. April 18th, 1987, in Landover, Maryland. Islanders beating the Capitals 3-2 
in four overtimes. This is the game Kelly Rudy was the goaltender for. Pat Lafontaine, the winner, 68 minutes and 47 seconds into overtime. So the entire game was 128 minutes and 47 seconds. Uh, when was the last? Uh, Brian Trache tied it with about five and a half minutes left in the third period. The other goal scorers in that game, Mike Gartner, Patrick Flatley, and Grant Martin. And I have to admit, I don't remember Grant Martin, though I do remember watching this game. Shots on goal mm. were 75-57 for the Capitals. So Kelly Rudy with 73 saves. I have a ton of Patrick Flatley hockey cards at home. I don't know why, but it seemed like every uh, <laughs> package when I picked up as a kid had a Pat Flatley Islanders card. <laughs> uh, were you born in 87? Uh, I was born in 85, so I have no memory okay, so other than, you know, watching old uh, Molestar tapes back I in the day watched, that this game happened, right? I'm so. trying to think. I had a very uh, sort of uh, busy last few days. As you may remember, I took, I took Friday off, so thanks for Dave Campbell for filling in. So... It, this it's the last few days seem like it, the it's been two weeks worth of stuff that I was doing, um, but I did watch. What night was that, Kellen? Don't know. That was Thursday night. Cause yeah, that game started here when yeah, I did the show after the. Uh, we did a one-hour show after the debate on Thursday, so yes. that Florida Carolina game started here, and then I was pretty busy the rest of the evening. So I think I started watching. Yes, I, 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 well, I resumed watching because I had the game on here. I resumed watching at the start of the second overtime. So that was period five. So I watched period five, period six, and then period seven ended with whatever, 12 or 13 seconds left when mm. Chuck scored. I also remember that long game, the one that Rob Brown played in in the uh, 2000 playoffs between Pittsburgh and Philadelphia when uh, Primo scored. That one went into the fifth overtime. Uh, and I remember I was working at Lloyd Minster, and I was doing the morning sports run. So we started, I think I started at 5 or 5.30 in the morning. So mm -hmm. I was watching this game, and I wasn't, I, I am not good doing the morning shift. I don't know if you've had to do it a lot, Kelly. I know here you don't you do not do it. Um, but I, I'm just bad at get, getting up early. Like, I'm very lucky my job is is tilted towards evening hours. Right, exactly. Because yeah. if I got to, you know, try to go to bed at 9 and you know, get up at 5 or whatever, like, I'm just, I, I'll do it, but I, I'm my body's not good with that. So, I, you know, but, but you know, this was early in my career and it was the job I had. And I obviously, you, you want to, and if I had to do it now, I would do it. But so... I would, I would usually nap in the afternoon. So it's like, okay, I'll watch this hockey game and go to bed. And then it goes to overtime. Okay, well, I'll watch the overtime. Then, So eventually I just decided, okay, I will stay up until <laughs> the end of the game. And it, I mean, it must, I can't remember when it ended, but it, it was incredibly late. I mean, it was two and a half games, basically. Keith Primo scored 12.01 into the fifth overtime. Mm -hmm. So that was basically halfway through what would have been a third game. And uh, I just stayed up till whenever it ended, 1 a.m. or something like that, and then got a little bit of sleep and went into work. And I remember starting my first sports cast later that morning in Lloyd. I said, for those of you who couldn't stay up, Philadelphia won. Because I thought <laughs> there were probably a lot of people who were waking up. I wonder if that game ever ended. So that, that, was, uh, that was a long one. But uh, the Oilers had the triple overtime game against the Jets back in 2021. Uh, that was a long one. I think that's be the longest one that I was on for coverage. And yeah, it would be the longest one for the National Hockey League. But 
Anyway, the long games are like they they just feel so bizarre after a while. Yeah, because you you reach the point where you you don't expect anybody to score, even if they have a good scoring opportunity. Do you feel that way that way when you watch it? Uh, yeah, kind of, sort of. I, I know that it's like deadlock, and in the gravity of the situation, yeah. though, I feel all of a sudden just ratchets and elevates. To yeah. By the time like when Tuchuk scored last week, it was like, oh, this is the biggest game in the playoffs right now. Yeah, and it's almost shocking when it finally ends. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, overtime. If there's going to be overtime tonight, Dallas has a lot of work to do. Golden Knights leading that game 3 nothing after the uh, first period. Morley Scott's going to check in coming up after the news, uh, give you some details on the Elks game yesterday. Speaking of their game was longer, not because of overtime, but because of delays. So he'll tell us uh, what the scene was like in Calgary.